0: Don't bogart that joint. Maybe you'd uh, have to be of a certain age to get that reference. I don't know. Maybe it's still used uh, now. I don't know. But if it is, it's being used a lot up in Canada today. Because uh, as of midnight last night, marijuana is legal in Canada. Now, for anybody from my generation, and that would be the baby boomers, that's the generation that I like to call the worst generation as compared to our parents who were... Uh, my dad and all all the his buddies who were in World War two they were the greatest generation. Uh, I consider the baby boomers who introduced sex drugs and rock and roll uh, on a on a universal uh, plane uh, back in the sixties and seventies i i i'm part of that generation and i uh, I have to say, it might be the worst generation. we got one working now that might be in competition for it, but that's that's for another show. Anyway, uh, this is something that nobody could have predicted when we were in college, uh, we baby boomers. And if this had happened in the 60s or 70s, half of the people between, I don't know, 16 and, what, 24, something like that, would have moved to Canada. And I mean, it would have been a mass exodus. Uh, there have been a lot of kids applying for... Uh, Uh, admission at Canadian colleges. A lot of people trying to find out if there were jobs, and of course there were already a few guys who were living up there because they were up there dodging the draft, so there could have been a reunion. Uh, Canada would have looked really, really enticing to a lot of people back then. Now, I went to college in the late 60s and early 70s. One of my stops was Kent State. That was my last stop. I had a few. So let's just say that Um, I was exposed to the marijuana culture, and I knew some guys who went to jail, not for dealing it, but for for possessing it. If you got caught with a joint, you were going to jail back then. So this is a big deal. I mean, this is an entire country legalizing pot. Um, We've been hearing about it for a long time, so maybe it doesn't, doesn't sound like such a big deal, but, I mean, it actually happened. The only other country that has legalized pot is Uruguay. I mean, who do you know who lives in Uruguay? You ever going there? Any chance you're going down there? But the Canadian border is only three and a half hours from where I'm sitting right now in Green Tree. Three and a half hours. You're in Canada, baby. And this law came about with a lot of help from the prime minister himself, Justin Trudeau. He made it one of his campaign promises, and it was a huge battle three years ago between him and Stephen Harper, the, um, the conservative uh, prime minister who's lost to Trudeau. Big battle between the three of them. Uh, and Trudeau made it one of his campaign promises. And here he is. He's the, he's, the, um, he's the prime minister, and he came through on his promise, just like Donald Trump is doing down here. So, you know, if you're old enough to remember, uh, when Bill Clinton showed up on the scene back in the early 90s, he ins- insulted everybody's intelligence. He was asked if he ever smoked weed, he said he never inhaled, okay? Now, only someone from another generation bought that steaming pile of horse manure for two seconds. But, it, but Bill, there's pictures of Bill with long hair. You know, he looked like a hippie. He had long hair. Everybody did. Long hair and a beard. He was over at, Ox, at Oxford. He was studying. He was, he was a Rhodes Scholar. Um, where did he go before that? Georgetown? I don't know where he went. Uh, Harvard? I don't know. He's, he's an Ivy Linker. But anyway, trust me. Bubba was smoking weed, okay? But, you know, he, he insulted everybody's intelligence because he said he, he never inhaled. Now, if he had admitted to actually inhaling, he, he knew. He was smart. He knew. And, and nobody in North America between 1965 and, and, today, and today has ever smoked marijuana without inhaling. He wouldn't have been elected president if he had said, oh, yeah, we used to smoke weed all the time in college. You can say that now. Nobody cares. I mean, look at Barack Obama. There's pictures of him. He looks like he's gooned out of his mind. Uh, And he he had some name for the crew that he ran around with. Uh, They like to smoke weed. He was elected president twice. And uh, he wasn't, I think he inhaled. So, uh, of course, Bill not being elected would have been a good thing, but that's another issue. Now, I'd bet a lot of money that Bill and Hillary smoked a lot of weed. Have you ever seen pictures, as I said, from the 60s? Uh, Have you ever seen pictures of Hillary? Uh, Come on. And that was only 26 or 27 years ago when Bill was saying with a straight face that he never smoked weed because uh, he knew he couldn't get elected president if he had told the truth. And now a country on our northern border, three and a half hours away from where I'm sitting right now, not only made pot legal as of today, midnight last night actually, actually, but the federal government is selling it. Imagine going on a .gov website, weed.gov. I don't know what it, is, what it would be. Uh, website today and ordering some weed and having it delivered to your house from your friends in Washington, D.C. That's what's happening in Canada as of midnight last night. After the break, we're going to talk to a real live Canadian, a columnist for the National Post about what it's like when the clock since the clock struck midnight last night in Canada. Getting close to retirement? Experienced a nice Trumponomics bump in your portfolio? Well, we know the market goes up, and unfortunately, we also know it goes down. Don't risk your retirement to market whims. Learn how you can lock in those gains today by spending time with the team at Marley Financial. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial can help you design a retirement plan that is bulletproof against the market's ups and downs. The team at Marley Financial uses a multitude of different techniques to make sure that you have a retirement plan that is tax-friendly, stable, and worry-free. Oh, and speaking of taxes, did you know that Marley Financial can handle that too? With all the changes in the tax laws, be sure you're taking advantage of the best possible deduction and make sure you know what adjustments to make for your overall financial picture going forward. Call today for a no-obligation consultation to see just how for 25 years the clients at Marley Financial have never had a retirement plan fail. Call 724-884-1496 today. 724-884-1496 or visit them at marleyfg.com.
1: You know the moment. The workday is over. Your daily responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lie back. It's that end of day. Ah, that's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-soothing serenity made locally at the Original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com.
2: Did you know that when you buy a mattress from a retail store, that mattress is being sold for the second time? What do I mean? Well, the manufacturer sells the mattress to the retailer, who in turn sells it to you with costs and markups for both parties. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have our own factory right here at our store. So the mattress you buy is being sold for the first and only time. That's why our prices are hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at originalmattress.com to see for yourself.
3: Taxpayers continue to contribute millions of dollars annually to pay off the construction bills for PNC Park and Heinz Field. But now, the Sports and Exhibition Authority wants millions more from the public to help pay for repairs and upgrades. The Steelers were quick to support the plan, but a recent study by the Allegheny Institute for Public Policy found that the Steelers have not been paying any rent at Heinz Field. Learn more about this sweetheart deal at AlleghenyInstitute.org where conventional thinking has been challenged since 1995
0: over two-thirds of christian young people will step away from their faith while attending a non-christian college or university but am 1250 the answer and salem media pittsburgh have a solution salem media pittsburgh has partnered with judson university a private christian college in offering a limited number of special grants designed to decrease the cost of tuition by over half these tuition grants are available now call our tuition solution specialist at 412-503-4769
4: to reserve yours he can smell you from half a mile away, here with pinpoint accuracy, and detect the slightest motion with a 310 degree field of vision. But with an Oak Ridge hunting blind from Yoder's Backyard Structures, that deer will never know you're there. Solid, silent, scent controlled, satisfaction guaranteed. This is one perch you won't fall out of. And with Yoder's delivered and set up free of charge, take your hunt to a whole new level. At
5: email phishing attacks cost businesses billions annually in real cash data loss and brand damage phishing emails are hard to detect because the messages appear to be legitimate to unsuspecting employees introducing barracuda fishline a groundbreaking cloud-based solution designed to help employees recognize sophisticated email phishing attacks through interactive training reinforced by continuous simulation transform your employees from a liability into a line of defense Go to Barracuda.com slash PL to learn more.
0: This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. So, in case you hadn't heard, marijuana is now legal in Canada, all over the country, not just in a province or two. It was the end of Prohibition last night at midnight, and Chris Selly writes for the National Post, a national paper in Canada. He joins us now. Thanks uh, for being here, Chris. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. So um, what happened at midnight? Was it like the ball dropping on New Year's Eve? Did everybody go crazy? Or was it, uh, you know, just another night?
6: I, I actually didn't realize until today that, that stores were, in some provinces, I mean, you know, we were actually opening at midnight uh, to serve this market. I mean, in most provinces in Canada, you can't even buy a, a, a bottle of beer after 10 p.m. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I uh, Yeah, apparently it was in, in certain provinces. And in other ones, there were people lined up all night. Uh, waiting to uh, be the first in line. And there, were some, there were some pretty comical scenes. It was sort of like what you'd expect marijuana legalization to look like in a Hollywood co- comedy. You know, all the stock characters were out right. uh, with their beards and their, their uh, munchies. It was quite a scene.
0: Well, um, this has been coming for a long time, but how far would you have to go back to find a time when, you know, this looked like a pipe dream, that it was never going to happen?
6: Well, it depended. I mean, the, the, the liberal government federally ran on this as an election promise, but that same party back in the 2000s uh, ran a they, – they tabled legislation twice to decriminalize marijuana, and it didn't happen. Um, so I think a lot of people – I was one of them – just kind of thought that for the same reasons that it always didn't get done in the past, it wouldn't get done. This time, I mean, one of the big things everyone used to say was, oh, Washington will freak out if we try to do this. Um, And somehow we haven't really heard a peep uh, of protest, despite, you know, Donald Trump being a tough-on-crime guy and and his attorney general, Jeff Sessions, is just about as anti-marijuana as anyone you can find. Um, So, you know, I would say two years ago, it was definitely up in the air. uh, But in the past year or so, it it certainly looked, you know, once the provinces which all have their own retail systems. Once they started really putting in the hard work to set up their own systems, it looked like, you know, there was no way they could really turn back.
0: And uh, is there still a a strong political opposition to this up there, even though maybe it's a futile one?
6: I mean, you know, definitely the opposition parties, the conservatives, uh, the conservative party ran very hard on the anti-marijuana message in the last election, which was in 2015. Now, you know, they, are, they know that there's no way they're going to recriminalize it. Uh, it's not something that people want. I think they're going to be on the lookout for all the negative outcomes uh, that could potentially come. And, and there's some legitimate criticisms about the fact that, you know, it's really hard to test people for impairment um, accurately for uh, marijuana impairment and, and driving and, and all those things. So I think they'll be watching out for it, but there doesn't seem to be much real concerted opposition. There was a poll that came out that showed I think it was 30 percent of conservative party supporters supported the idea, and another 25 percent said they could live with it. So, I mean, that's that's pretty remarkable.
0: Those are the conservatives uh, who have smoked weed and still do,
6: <laughs> obviously. <laughs> they may not admit to it, but they'll they'll, no. uh, they'll say as much to upholster. Yeah. It's, so, no, I mean, I, I think there's there's skepticism, there's offic- there's opposition to some of the details for sure. But not to the general concept,
0: and you know the details can change over time. Well, you uh, wrote in your piece, and we're talking to uh, Chris Selly of the National um, Post in Canada. Uh, you wrote in your piece about some of the hysterical ads um, by Stephen Harper's group when he was running, I guess, against Trudeau uh, against this whole idea. And that's that's only one. That's only three years ago. Right? The stuff that you wrote about. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
6: Yeah. Uh, well. As I say, you know, they, they, it was part of. They were trying to make Trudeau out to be this in over his head, um, you know, hippie snowboarder who'd never done a thing with his life except smoke pot, right? So it was part right. and parcel of that. And but yeah, I mean, they said they said unbelievably uh, crazy things like you know, marijuana is as bad as fentanyl.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even
6: think Jeff Sessions has said anything <laughs> quite no. that uh,
0: no
6: quite that bad. Um, so, you know, infinite, Stephen Harper himself said it's infinitely worse than. Uh, alcohol, which is not supported by any evidence I'm aware of. But I mean, you know, a campaign is one thing. Reality is is another thing. Uh, They lost pretty comprehensively in that election. And it's always been true that that there's been quite a few conservative supporters who, you know, while they may not be enthusiastic about legalization, they know that prohibition hasn't worked. You only have to look around. Canadian teenagers smoke, smoke pot more than about any other teenagers in the world, and that's under prohibition. So I I don't think there's any reason to believe that it's going to get worse uh, now that it's legalized. And I think a lot of conservatives recognize that. And, you know, it's the same with conservatives in the U.S. There's there's libertarian conservatives and there's authoritarian conservatives. So we have our libertarians, and they've always thought that uh, legalization, or at least decriminalization, uh, was the way to go. And now that it's here, I think people are going to be on the watch for negative outcomes. But I
0: think that's pretty widespread acceptance. Yeah, I um, I'm old enough to remember reefer madness. I don't know if you are. Do you are you familiar with that? Well, I'm not old
6: enough to have seen it the, the first time around, but I have seen. It, you, I'm old enough to have seen it. Uh, yeah, since you yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I think I, I mean I was in school in the '60s. I I think that um, I, I I believe I remember them showing it to us. Reefer madness, and you <laughs> you would have thought that I mean, it, well, it was it was considered marijuana was considered on the on the same level as uh, heroin. It was the same thing. You know, yeah. There was no difference. Well, the, irony
6: now is, yeah. I mean, the irony now is, of course, marijuana is much, much, much stronger than it ever was in the 60s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or most of it is. So, you know, it, you can do yourself on with it. There's no question about that. But, you know, it's just amazing. You go on, a, I was on, you know, here in Ontario going on the government website where you can buy <laughs> marijuana, which is not something I ever thought I could see. But, you know, it has the THC levels and, and you know, it's like buying a a beer or something, you know how much alcohol there is in it, and so you can see that that there's an advantage there that you at least you know what you're what you're smoking.
0: Yeah, my mother's a Canadian, and sh- and I've been going up there since I was born to the same place in, in a little town called Port Colborne. I'm sh- I'm sure you're familiar with. It. I think yeah, you yeah. might be familiar with. It. Um, and I one thing I do know is how um, it, it always even even uh, fairly recently. And I don't drink, so I'm not as familiar with it as uh, some other people might be. But I, I always got the impression that the alcohol consumption uh, was very much controlled uh, in Ontario, anyway. More so than and, and here in Pennsylvania, the liquor control board had a reputation of being pretty strict. But I always got the feeling that it was even tougher up in uh, in Ontario. So they they've had a kind of a, a tough stance towards stuff like this. Traditionally, it seems to me, anyway.
6: Yeah, it's it's ironic. Yeah, it is true that Pennsylvania and Ontario have some of the most complicated uh and sort of archaic uh liquor laws that are around there. And I think it's for some of the same reasons, you know, the the power of unions and and
4: um yeah.
6: yeah. our privately owned beer monopoly that used to donate millions and millions of dollars to the political parties so that so that. um you know, to to keep itself in business. I think this is an opportunity. I think what you see here, and it is sort of ironic because, again, we have a a conservative premier here who who is bringing this all in. I think it's it's an opportunity just to say, to recognize that that situation is kind of silly, that we would never create it from scratch that way now. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it looks weird now that we have these libertine pot laws and these strict alcohol laws, but, you know, maybe it's a step towards in 50 years or 100 years, um, you might actually be able to buy a beer at a corner store instead of uh, a smelly uh, sort of warehouse type place.
0: Yeah, and in Ontario, you said premier. That's the same as that's the governor of the same as what? our governor of the province, right? So it, it, things could vary from province to province, and even from town to town. Uh, they could have various rules uh, that would, I don't know, put some limitations on what you're allowed to do or where you're allowed to smoke it, and things like that, right?
6: It's all over the map. Um, you know, in, in Ontario here, it's going to be all privately run retail. Uh, in Quebec, which is ironic because Quebec is usually this very sort of basically sort of, fair place, but they've been very skeptical about this. So it's going to be all government-run stores. Some provinces have a combination of private and public. All the online sales will be run by the governments. Uh, and they're running the governments, running the wholesale arms too. But then, depending on the province, some municipalities, and cities can can opt out, or they can set their own rules. So yeah, it's it's a real patchwork, and some people have complained about that. But I think it's I think it's part of the reason why it's been accepted is because you know if you live in a city that, that just doesn't want it, you have an opportunity to say
0: right. And if if you're a conservative, uh, one of the things if you're a conservative here in the United States, you appreciate the difference in. And state governments and and the the ability to move, uh, you don't like you don't like one size fits all federal laws because that that precludes you from being able to move somewhere else. You, there's, no, there's nowhere to go except Canada now, I guess. But uh, <laughs> uh, um, so what will this? Uh, how much of a problem? Well, first of all, you're talking about beer. What will this do to the beer industry?
6: Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I beer is pretty I'll big up there. The beer is pretty big up here. Uh, they're trying. I mean, I know that that uh, beer and liquor companies have tried to get into the to the marijuana industry. So I, I as a tobacco companies. so I suspect there might be avenues there. I, I don't know that it's going to make that big of a uh, of a difference. I mean, I know in Colorado when they legalized it, there there was some. There's something about thirty percent more people said that they were smoking marijuana or using marijuana. So maybe it'll take a bite out of the alcohol market, but I, they're very different experiences not that I would know of course but you know, right um, they're, they're very different well, going you, out for dinner you're not gonna have a, a joint with dinner it's, it's just I, I don't think it's gonna make a, a
0: huge difference well, well Chris you, you said that not you the, you're you're allowed to admit that you know no I don't know if, I'm not, not not saying that you should but I'm just saying uh, as of midnight last night I uh, think it's kind of a cultural thing it's an interesting issue really um, people who have been closet Marijuana smokers uh, can now come out of the closet, and it's there as the well. The stigma. How long will it take for the stigma of being a pothead to go away uh, now that it's legal? I, I'm just talking about you know your friends and people you know up there who have been dealing with this for a long time.
6: Well, I wouldn't say there was much of a stigma in in my circles to begin with. Right. Not, not to say anything about journalists and their uh, <laughs> yeah. activities, but I. I, I I, I've never seen much of a stigma. I mean, I don't think. I think you know the, the big issue right now is is with if you want to cross the border into the United States because nothing's changed there. Yep. And people, the border guards. I've been asked several times in my life crossing the border to you smoke marijuana, and I can honestly say no.
0: Mm-hmm.
6: Um, and if you say yes, depending on the border guard you get, you could literally be banned for life from going to the United States. And that's caused some consternation up here, but it's not. It nothing has changed. Uh, it's always that's always been like that. Uh, so you might not want to broadcast <laughs> you, you yeah. too much if if you're. Well, I just uh, wonder.
0: I just wonder, uh, Chris. We're talking to Chris Selly of the National Post in Canada. Um, I, I do cross the border a lot. Coming back when I make my trips up there, I'm just wondering if this is going to make for longer lines at customs because they're going to be suspicious that people from Pennsylvania and New York. Went to Ontario to buy weed.
6: Yeah, I, I mean that'll be certainly interesting to see. Uh, I, I assume that behind the behind the scenes, there have been talks about that. You know, the fact is that uh, several—I've lost count at this point—but Washington will be one. I mean, several U.S. border border states have already legalized marijuana. Right, right. So there's, you know, that doesn't change federal law but it does reduce the incentive to, to cross the border to buy uh, weed to bring it across. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Um, it, it, it will be interesting to see, and that will be one of the things. If that does happen, then certainly the government's going to have to answer for it, because that's something that they should have been seeking uh, you know, certain assurances on. Um, I don't know. I have a Nexus card, so hopefully that, yeah. <laughs> that gets me past the... Uh, yeah. Well, I may
0: maybe, have to yeah, get, get one of those, yeah. Gets, yeah. Hey, Chris, I'm out of time. I appreciate you being on, um, and um, it'll be interesting to see what it's like up there three months from now as opposed to today when it just started. But I'm out of time, so I appreciate you taking the time to clear this up for us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Okay. That's uh, Chris uh, Selly of the National Post, and we'll be back. Oh, you know what? I'd like to get your phone calls uh, about uh, whether or not you think pot should be legal here. We'll do that in the next half hour.
5: With SRN News, I'm Val Dior. Turkish crime scene investigators have entered the residence of the Saudi consul general in Istanbul to search for evidence in the disappearance of Saudi writer Jamal Khashoggi as a pro-government newspaper published a gruesome account of the Washington Post columnist's alleged slaying. U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo now returning to the U.S. to report to President Trump. A rough life is getting even rougher for dozens of people living in a Florida motel ripped apart by Hurricane Michael. Still no power at the American Quality Lodge in Panama City. And residents are huddling under makeshift tents sent in breezeways to escape the midday sun. Now, nighttime brings relief from the heat, but that's also when looters come out. President Trump just presenting the Medal of Honor at a ceremony at the White House for 80-year-old retired Sergeant Major John Canley, the 300th Marine, to receive the Medal of Honor in the doubt down 92. For more details, srnnews.com.
7: Is gold and silver part of your portfolio? If not, let me tell you why it should be. The value of the dollar continues to diminish and we're heading into a crucial midterm election that could have a substantial impact on the stock market. Noted economists are warning of a stock market crash. The time is now to secure your wealth with precious metals by calling the Gold Silver Group today at 800-679-0870. The Gold Silver Group is here for you with low prices and fast shipping on all precious metals delivered to your doorstep. Don't wait for politicians to decide your future safeguard your wealth from wall street big banks and corrupt officials whether you want a precious metals ira or a private investment don't wait for another collapse like 2008 the world is changing are you ready call the gold silver group now for free information at 800-679-0870 that's 800-679-0870 800-679-0870 that's 800-679-0870
4: Jill Walsh doesn't understand the timing of the Haley resignation.
7: Three, four weeks before the midterm elections, one of the, if not the most popular member of Trump's team announces her resignation now. Now? The timing
4: makes no sense. The Jill Walsh radio program, weeknights at 9, right after Larry Elder at 7, at A 1250, The Answer.
8: From coast to coast, from sea to shining sea, it's a beautiful country out there. Discover it all in a new RV from Camping World, America's number one RV dealer. At your local Camping World, you'll find over 350 new RVs in stock, an ever-changing selection from America's top brands, including favorites like Coleman and Mallard of every class and size, all at wholesale prices. Say hello to a whole new world. Visit CampingWorldOfPittsburgh.com. This is Dr. Sebastian Gorkov. President Obama's eight years of leading from behind left the world in flames, from Russia's invasion of Ukraine to North Korea's missile tests and a growing ISIS caliphate. Under President Trump, American leadership is being restored. But that does not mean our enemies have disappeared. That's why I wrote my new book, Why We Fight, Defeating America's Enemies With No Apologies. As a former deputy assistant to President Trump for strategy, I explained the threats posed by enemies like Russia, China, and the global jihadi movement. We must know our enemies and have the will to defeat them. In my book, Why We Fight... We take off the political correctness blinders of the Obama years and learn how we can vanquish our enemies without mortal combat.
4: Sebastian Gorka's new book, Why We Fight, Defeating America's Enemies with No Apologies, is available now from Amazon and Barnes & Noble. When it comes to selling you a mattress, most retailers are handing you a line, a long line of extra steps that drive up costs and create confusion. At the Original Mattress Factory, we simplify the mattress shopping experience by building mattresses and box springs in our own local factories and selling them direct to you. It's short, sweet, and simply makes sense. So experience more than just the mattress store. Experience an original, the Original Mattress Factory. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Looking at a
5: big delay on the outbound side of 28 from the Parkway North to approaching Route 8, that the cause of a crash. Also jumping up on the outbound Parkway East Boulevard at the Allies to Edgewood-Swissvale. Heavy on the inbound side, edgewood Vale to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel Boulevard at the Allies to the Fort Pitt Bridge. On the Parkway West, it's a bit slow on the outbound side from Banksville Road to Greentree. I'm Jenny Robinson on AM 1250, The Answer. AM
4: 1250, The Answer. Weather.
5: An early evening shower in some spots, otherwise partial clearing tonight, brisk and cold. There will be some areas of frost developing, low 33. Brisk and chilly tomorrow despite sunshine, high 48, the low tomorrow night 33. Friday, again, some frost around in the morning, otherwise sunshine will give way to clouds, not as harsh for the afternoon with a high Friday of 56 degrees. I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle on AM 1250, The Answer.
4: Our phone lines are open at 844-302-1250. John Steigerwald Show
0: on AM 1250, The Answer. So uh, tell me, I, I had a I had a guest uh, bail on me, so I have some time here. Um, if you want to give me a call, we don't take calls a lot, but I, I'd, I'd like to do it, and I'd like to get your take on this because I think it's an interesting uh, cultural issue and just kind of a hot-button issue, really. And it's going to get hotter around here because... Um, it's, you know, there's, there's a movement. Uh, I, I know that bo- both candidates for governor are opposed to recreational marijuana being made legal. Uh, we already have medical marijuana. But it's going um, to be a big deal. And as the uh, young people get older and they start becoming interested in uh, politics and become lawmakers, um, it's gonna, I think it's inevitable that it's going to be nationwide. I think it'll be state by state. But it's going to be a lot more than, what is it now, three or four states? Uh, it's going to be a lot more than that. Not too long, probably in my lifetime, although I'm getting to the point where I can't say that all that often. But I I still think it might, you know, it, I think I might last that long. I could drop dead right now, but that's that's not what I'm talking about. Anyway, the phone number is um, 844-302-1250. Uh, there is um, a lot of stuff, other stuff happening. Going on today um, with what happened uh, with uh, Saudi Arabia and uh, President Trump talking about—I I don't know if he's saying innocent until proven guilty, but he's—he is saying you know calm down a little bit. That's what he's—that's what he's uh, hoping people do, and uh, that's going to be that'll be all over the media tonight, and we'll be hearing about that. That'll be the big story. But uh, and also you have. Out there in, uh, where was she? Um, Nancy Pelosi still wants to become the minority leader of the, um, I'm sorry, she wants to become the Speaker of the House. And she might, I mean, if the Democrats win, obviously. But she's she's out there saying some ridiculous things. Uh, What she said about the border wall and how it applies to Donald Trump is pretty amazing. We'll get to that in a minute. But again, I want to take your phone call uh do you think what do you think about the legalization of uh marijuana and the number is 844-302-1250 and 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 uh anything else you want to talk about throw it in there i got time to fill i i usually like to fill it up with uh with guests and every once in a while i do open it up for calls and i'm doing that right now we have sabu is on uh, a line is he there sabu go ahead hi how you doing
4: Great. I've I talked to you about hockey-related stuff at times. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, uh, did you, your guest that you had on mm-hmm. did he happen to say anything about uh, like the Niagara Parks Commission if they're going to keep that out of the parks?
0: That's a good question. Uh, I, that'd be something you'd have to ask them. I don't know. Um, they there there are a lot of restrictions about where you can smoke it, but uh, yeah. and and uh, in public places it's not allowed. I guess you can do it out on the street, but you can't yeah. you can't do it in enclosed buildings. But uh, also, keep in mind that uh, things have changed in the marijuana industry. We're talking about THC, and you don't have to smoke it. You can buy candy, you can buy brownies, you can buy all kinds of things that are um, laced—if that's the right word—with THC. So the, the thing is, you can be—you could be high, and there's not going to be any smell or any any sign of smoke or sm- you know sm- uh, any. Uh, s- scent of smoke about you you're not going to smell like marijuana from sitting in a car smoking it if you all you did was eat a piece of candy but you're yeah. still going to be high and and the other issue that they have is that um you know when you pull some there, there's going to be issues about how do you when you pull somebody over with alcohol you can smell it on their breath you can do a breathalyzer test right on the spot i don't think they have the technology yet to test you on the road to to be as sure that you are in violation of something, or that you're, you know, driving impaired, uh, that they do with alcohol. So that's that's an issue they're going to have. I've always said this. Um, you know, I don't drink, I don't smoke weed, but given the, ch- the choice of having uh, the highway full of people having uh, been in bars all night, as opposed to somebody smoking a joint, I'll take a joint every time. Right. Uh, and I think anybody who's familiar with it would say the same thing. I mean, how many fights do you think there would be, you know, these fights that you see at uh, football games, how many fights do you think you would see at the uh, Heinz Field or, you know, people throwing up on other people or, uh, uh, you know, just what the drunks do? You, how many how many people have you heard say they don't go to Steeler games anymore because of all the drunks? If 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 alcohol disappeared and everybody was tailgating, smoking weed, they'd probably have a hard time getting people to make noise at the game, much less cause trouble. People wouldn't, you know what I mean? So uh, I I don't think it's, I mean, I think it's better if everybody does nothing. But given a choice, I'll take the weed. I know it's illegal, but believe me, would you rather be accosted on the street by somebody who just smoked a joint or somebody who just drank about a half a uh, fifth of whiskey?
4: I'm more concerned about the smell of that stuff. I'd rather have a picnic at a sewage plant than than smell that stuff. I'm well, I'm going to find out where I can buy a gas mask.
0: No, no, no I don't think you're going to have to worry about that. Any, I don't think that's I don't think that's an issue anywhere where it's been made legal. They've right. they've made sure that they you can't smoke it in public. Yeah, you can't smoke a cigarette. So well,
4: you know, you go to Port Colburn, Have you heard of Font Hill? Yeah, that's a little town around there. I know they have a big problem with the smell of that all the time, and the people that live there are complaining about it
0: yeah well they'll 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 either have to put up with it if they're if the people are smoking it in their private residence there's nothing anybody can do about it. The smoke gets yeah. too bad um, yeah but you know that's that's part of the deal that it's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out but as uh, my guest said there's 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 um opposition to it, but it's it, it's not going anywhere there just isn't enough of it it's uh, it's it's here to stay so we'll see what yeah. happens. Thanks, John. Thanks, Sabu. Yep. Um, and I wanted to, uh, the number again is eight four four three zero two twelve fifty. I wanted to uh, let you hear what Nancy, this is what you're dealing with. If the, oh, it's, it's hard to even imagine, if the Democrats actually take over on November 6th, if they win the House, this idiot could be back in there as Speaker of the House. Here she is last night. I don't know where she was. I'm glad I wasn't there, though.
9: While
5: we have to certainly guard our borders, that's our responsibility, and while we have to have comprehensive immigration reform, which passed in a bipartisan way in the United States Senate, but that the Republicans in the House refused to take up, that's the place that we have to go. We have to do something other than building a wall, which you characterize very well, in my view, it's immoral, expensive, ineffective, and not something that people do between countries. Um, but in any event, uh, it happens to be like a manhood issue for the president. <laughs>
0: and um, I'm not interested in that. <laughs> Manly issue. There you go. That's your possible past and future um, Speaker of the House. Nancy Pelosi. We have some people on the line right now. Who am I going to here, Aaron? Uh, I'll wait for a second here. Aaron's, uh, we're getting a lot of calls here. The number is uh, 844-302-1250. Um, let's go to Joseph. Joseph, go ahead. You're on the air. Joseph. Hey, John. Hi. Yeah, John, how you
3: doing? Good. Hi. Yeah, I'd like to talk about uh, Mitch McConnell's uh proposing cuts to social security and medicare when they when the proposal come out with the tax cut last year oh there won't be any cuts this is going to pay for itself many times over blah 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 when there was not any economist of any value who said that wasn't going to pay for itself and the deficits were going to rise and no he's not not right lying to the american people H-
0: who, who, who was lying who was lying mcconnell was lying, McConnell.
3: lying about about sure uh, he's lying
0: well, he's a politician, number so one, but um, a- a- hey. but what? Well what, John?
3: Hey, but what? They're, they're talking, and it's been proposed, that they want to cut the Social Security. Paul Ryan's talked about that for years. They want to cut the entitlement, and they are going to push this.
0: Well, you tax realize tax that though, both, both the Social Security and Medicare are on their way to going bankrupt. What, what should they do?
3: John, you know why they're going bankrupt? Because they keep tapping into it since it's been uh, established in the 1930s to pay the ongoing bills that's why it's going bankrupt
0: well see you're talking to the, the wrong guy because of the usage. joseph you're talking to the wrong guy because i don't think the government should be involved in the retirement or health care of anybody the federal government so if, if they go well, away
3: be, John, but, since, but since we all paid our money into that we will oh, get our money back out
0: of it no question i paid my money into it and i'm getting some of it back now right now as we speak but uh I, it was a okay, bad well, idea i'm, I'm still
3: playing i'm still paying for you then well, any money
0: well, you know that's the way it's got to be. That you know it was a bad idea when it was uh, when FDR uh, put it in in 1932. It was a lie. They said it was only going to be in for 10 years, and they would take like three percent of your pay. Go back and go back and uh, I wish I had it here in front of me. You could find the uh, when they introduced the Social Security plan and what the and it was the what the government was telling people how it was going to work. That that was the biggest lie of all. The, the, the when they when they started the program, it was a lie. So, uh, it's and it's always going to be that. Look, they're going to play around with that the Social Security Medicare. The Democrats will use it to scare everybody. The Republicans will talk about how they're going to cut it to save money and they're not going to do anything. They're not going to cut anything. They won't be able to get away with it. So, uh, it's not you shouldn't worry huh? about it. But it it, it yeah, should have never been put in, in the first it place.
3: They just talked about it last week. You haven't read anything about it? Yet? Yeah,
0: I have, but I'm just telling you that you, that's just the way it works and, and it's it's not going to happen. And the Democrats will will continue to run ads showing, you know, old ladies being pushed over a cliff in a wheelchair. That's not going it's, it's just it's insanity and it's it's not going anywhere. Trust me. Well, you know, uh, why, would
3: he bring that, why would he bring that up three weeks
0: before be, the election? Because he wants the Republicans to vote for him. But it, it's, I'm, it's it's not going to happen. The
3: Republicans, aren't, the Republicans aren't for that idea either, except the real hardcore one.
0: Well, except the real uh,
3: conservative ones. Well, believe me, the he, Republicans he, aren't for that he idea. wouldn't
0: be saying it if he didn't think it was going to help him get people out to vote. So he, he he wouldn't be saying it. And I'll tell you what, you want to make a bet that in five years it's still there? Or do you think it's going to go anywhere? They're not talking about getting rid of it totally. They're talking about well, I don't. Then believe me, I I bet you and I we could in in twenty minutes we could figure out a way to cut out about twenty percent of the waste involved in both of them. That that's where the problem is. It's the waste in all the programs. Hey, I got to go take a break. But thanks for your call, Joseph. We'll be right back.
8: Are you about to pay double for roof replacement or repair? If you haven't called Windows or us, you just might to $20,000. Windows R Us will match any competitor's price. No hidden fees or surprises ever. Schedule a free roof inspection today. Mention AM 1250 for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company. Windows R Us, more than a window company. Visit Pittsburgh.com.
4: What's the biggest concerns when you're planning for retirement? It's making sure that your nest egg will last as long as you do. Unfortunately, there's no one right way to do that because everyone's situation is different. And that's why it's so important to work with a team that takes the time to get to know you. A team that understands your goals for retirement. Only then can you decide what kind of retirement strategy is going to work best for you. Kevin Bach at Integrity Retirement Solutions can help you assemble your retirement puzzle. Kevin will help you take the guesswork out of retirement by creating a customized strategy that can help you generate a steady stream of income for the duration of your retirement. For a complimentary consultation, call 724-837-3553. Call 724-837-3553 or visit integrityretirementsolutions.com. Insurance and annuities offered through Kevin Bach, PA insurance license number 352896.
10: The average person considers estate planning just for the wealthy. Attorney Michelle
7: Conti, host of Conti's Law on estate planning for the everyday person. There's
10: a lot that goes into it. People take more time picking out what car they're going to buy, where they're going to go to dinner, as opposed to what happens to my children. The state will dictate who gets what if you don't indicate who is to receive your stuff upon your passing. We want to make sure we plan appropriately so that they get. Get the best of both worlds. They continue to receive the benefit and they get the inheritance. The other thing you have to think about is tax planning. We tried to be proactive in the approach that we minimize any type of tax consequence when somebody dies, depending on the value of the estate. These taxes range anywhere from four and a half to 40 percent. So we try to make sure that the beneficiary will receive as much as they legally are able to.
7: Hear more on Conti's Law Sunday morning at 8:30. here on the answer For immediate help, visit contilawpgh.com.
1: You know the moment. The homework and dishes are done. Your family responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lie back. It's that end of day. Ah, that's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body comforting orthopedic made locally at the original mattress factory relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The original mattress
2: factory thoughtfully made, honestly priced originalmattress.com mattress.com. Truth is timeless. At the Original Mattress Factory, our business philosophy is based on honesty and truth, and it never changes. Simply stated, we treat our customers the way we want to be treated ourselves. This means we treat people with respect, we educate rather than manipulate, and we offer genuine value and substantial savings, not simply by saying it, but by proving it with cutaways of our mattresses compared side-by-side with the mainstream brands. Stop by one of our store locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. This
4: is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer.
0: We're back, and um, uh, just Mitch McConnell has said that he wants to reform Medicare and and Social Security. That's what they've been saying for years, and they never do. Uh, They want to cut out the waste, and it's the federal government. They're not going to cut it out. But he also said that it's never going to happen because the Democrats are never going to go along with it. So I don't think nobody should ever worry about that going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, Diane, uh, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Go ahead.
9: Hi, John. I was listening to this conversation about Canada, Mm -hmm. and it it just blows my mind. I mean, I agree with you. I want to see what it's like up there in a year. Uh, And my only – I am opposed to legalizing recreational marijuana. My whole thought is what easier way to control population.
0: What do you mean by that?
9: Well – You mentioned about the Steeler games and, you know, the drunks, and you made the comment if they were high. You'd even wonder if they would cheer. Well, exactly. My whole point is, you know, when you have a population walking around stoned, it's much easier to control them. Are they going to resist the police?
0: It's actually, uh, I think it's easier to, uh, it's not as, it's harder to control somebody who's walking around drunk, if you ask me. That's why you have the problems you have at football games. And and keep in mind, Diane, that that it's not like marijuana is being introduced to Canada today. It's big up. It's been big up there already, and, it, and and it's just been controlled by the black market. And prohibition doesn't work; it just doesn't work. And it didn't work here with alcohol. We'll see how it works up there. But uh, I appreciate your call. Thanks well, for calling. Well,
9: once you get the government involved, you know
11: how
0: that goes. Oh yeah. Thanks for the call. Let's go to uh, Krista. You're on the air, Krista. Go ahead, Krista. Hi, Don. Hi.
11: Hi, um, I just, I know you've been, av- you've been advocating people to go see Gosnell. Now. And yeah. my husband and I went to see it, uh, on Friday when it opened, uh, in one of the only five theaters right. in the Pittsburgh area that was showing it. And it was, it was, a, it was a wonderful movie. I mean, it really opened your eyes. It really did a very good job of telling the story. I mean, I watched the Brett Bear special on Gosnell, Now. Uh, before I went to see the film, and uh, to you know to get more information, the facts about the case, right? And it just it was really good. It sent a very powerful message, and I can't I can't say enough about how important it is for people to see this film.
0: Well, I, I agree with you. Uh, real quickly, um, how many people were in the theater? Was it crowded?
11: No, it wasn't. There was maybe twenty people. Yeah, it well, was. It was so sad. And in the waterfront, they stopped playing it at four yeah. they didn't even play it during the during the uh, peak time when they have the maximum audience
0: so it, it's uh it's not getting any publicity and uh, it's the the topic the the theme is just one that's not going to go anywhere because the media uh, is running from it are running from it and and they're not going to give it any this is this is a story. The story itself, the true story, couldn't get any publicity. So the movie sure isn't going to get any. I, I appreciate your call, Krista. i got somebody else waiting. I appreciate Bye. it. Thank you. Uh, let's go to John. Go ahead, John.
3: So, hey, thank you thank you very
6: much, uh, John. Nice talking with you. Good talking hey, to I you. I'd like to talk about... I'm talking about Google. Oh, yeah. Go I, want, I want to talk about... I recently downloaded a game from them. Okay. Through the Google app. Mm-hmm. And... They say that they don't have any political ads through Google. I, I don't know that that game's just full of them. Yeah, well, one, one certain ad for a certain candidate is very colorful and paints a very nice picture, and another ad paints the other candidate as a, 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 a no good doer or whatever.
0: Yeah, well, um, I had a guest on here a few weeks ago talking about Google. Google is uh, that's a big problem. And um, they control who you when you do a search, they control what pops up and, and they do it based on who they want you to uh, be exposed to rather than who you're looking for. And
6: well, exactly only I mean, if you let them.
0: And it, yeah, and it's a monopoly. And I don't I'm not a guy who wants government interference, but we've been breaking up monopolies around here for a long time, and I, I, have a, I think that that's a good thing. Uh, and well,
3: I, I thought they testified in front of Congress that they didn't uh,
11: influence any well, elections
0: a, yeah that doesn't mean anything they, they said a lot of things but uh, you know there's some undercover videos exposing them they um, that it's it, Google Facebook you know, Facebook just got caught um, exaggerating the number number of views that videos have been getting people have been paying money for videos that they use for advertising and they've been told by uh, youtube and, and uh, i'm sorry by facebook that uh, they're reaching x number of people and it's it's a lie and they these people should sue and get their money back i'm out of time john thanks for your call though thank you okay and uh that's it for today we took some phone calls How about that uh we don't do that very much around here I was happy to do it uh and we will be uh back tomorrow and try this again am 12:50. the answer see you tomorrow the John Stigdboll
4: Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group.